Hello and welcome to another episode of Every 11 Minutes, a SpongeBob SquarePants podcast. I am Quadri Fletcher, joined by Tyler. Tyler Pittis. Yes, <laughs> this week. <laughs> that was beautiful. And this week, we have a very special guest here, uh, a talented recent college graduate, just like us, a uh, very talented video editor and old friend of mine and Tyler's. Please welcome Andrew Makita to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, So this week we are discussing the third episode of SpongeBob SquarePants season one, which includes uh, jellyfishing and plankton with an exclamation point. An exclamation point, exactly. Uh, before we get into the episode, though, how are both of you doing? Tyler, how's your week going? It's it's going. Uh, <laughs> right. You know. uh, Andrew, how are you? Uh, Tyler pretty much summed it up. Everything's going. You know, it's quarantine life. Uh, been trying to grasp that I'm a graduate and now I'm in the real world. So, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it suck? <laughs> yeah. Scary. It it's so scary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right well uh like we said let's not beat around the bush anymore this week wait, we were discussing... wait, wait go ahead wait. yeah Audrey, how are you oh how am i um i'm doing fine you know it's it's very boring personally it's the world's very there's a lot happening in the world but me personally yes. i'm just here <laughs> yeah. trying to you know get through each day so yeah, but I'm good. Thanks for asking. Uh, Absolutely. All right. This week we are discussing jellyfishing and plankton. Like we already said, it's the third episode of season one of SpongeBob SquarePants. Originally aired July 30th, 1999. Um, the IMDb uh, synopsis, I guess, <laughs> for jellyfishing is SpongeBob and Patrick take Squidward jellyfishing. That's it. <laughs> wow, intriguing. Yeah. That is kind of I mean that's, you know, that's true. Yeah. That is that does happen during the episode. Um, there is a lot that happens too though. Yes. Mm. Uh so <laughs> so let's start out. SpongeBob and uh well first of all we get some French narrator which I always love to point out. Voiced by of course Tom Kenny who also voices SpongeBob. Uh SpongeBob and Patrick are preparing to go jellyfishing. And it's this very intense opening montage of them uh, jumping down into, I guess, SpongeBob's basement or wherever and through those tubes, those weird like laundry chute things. And uh, they slide down the ropes, which gives them rope burn. Eventually, they make they were they make their way outside, and uh, they ask Squidward if he wants to go jellyfishing, and of course he declines because he's going biking. Which side note, I really during quarantine wanted to get back into biking. I used to ride my bike all the time when I was a kid, and I've really been wanting to to do it, but it just doesn't seem um, 
like it's gonna happen anytime soon and squidward's bike is sick with the paddles and like yes. it floats like a couple feet off the ground i want one of those <laughs> yeah that's true it it has to be a very special bike to to um you know go through water so right. yeah these these riders were ahead of their time you know all this ingenuity under the water like they yeah <laughs> Uh, Andy's wearing a helmet, of course, being very cautious. Always wear your helmets, kids. <laughs> SpongeBob asks Squidward if he'll join. Next time, Squidward says yes, but he's lying, and then he rides off. Uh, and while Squidward is riding to wherever he's going, which we don't really establish, he's just, I guess he's just going for a ride. He is laughing so hard about being asked to go jellyfishing that he has an encounter with a jellyfish that flies into his mouth forcing him to uh, sort of lose his momentum and fall off a cliff. And Well, just something weird that happens right as he's leaving for the bike ride is, like, he doesn't remember Patrick's name. Yes. Which is so weird. Because yeah. in an earlier episode, he calls him Patrick, and, like, he knows Patrick. I can't think of anything I'd love to do more on my day off than go jellyfishing with my two best friends, SpongeBob and... Uh, Patrick. Right. But I can't. But I... And, like, they lived there before SpongeBob moved in. So why doesn't he know Patrick's name in this episode? Is it, like, a, pre is it like a prequel this episode? I'm, I'm, <laughs> it really bothered me when I was watching it. <laughs> Honestly, I can relate to that sometimes because there are people I've known for years and I'll be having a conversation with them and sometimes I will blank on their names. So I understand. Fair enough. So Squidward almost dies falling down this cliff and now he's in a wheelchair, which and this wheelchair is also interesting. It's like there's like bamboo. There's all types of stuff happening with this, this wheelchair. It looks like it could honestly fall apart at any second. SpongeBob and Patrick take it upon themselves to give Squidward um, like a, a best day ever by taking him. Uh, well, first of all, they like go to his house and this is the part where they're trying to to feed him soup. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is a great scene. And of course, it's. Uh, yes. Patrick's trying to blow off the hot soup and he keeps just blowing it into Squidward's face <laughs> and scalding him. Yes. Oh, it's a little hot. And I love that SpongeBob is like responsible in this moment and takes the soup away from Sponge or from Patrick, which is yes. like something we never see again. <laughs> <laughs> I do love whenever there is a moment of like because obviously SpongeBob and Patrick are are both idiots, um, for lack of a better word. Yeah. And uh, but I love when they're when one of them has a moment of clarity over the other one and sort of has to correct their behavior. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, even Patrick does it right back, too, with like the clarinet after yes. SpongeBob licks his lips like a million times. Patrick takes it right back. So, yeah, they have to be redeemable. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, in this, uh, this era of a global pandemic, seeing SpongeBob lick his lips so much and, and get ready to, to use an instrument that was not his kind of made me cringe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It makes you look at everything differently. 
Um, so they take Squibber down to Jellyfish Fields, which is the first time uh, that we're introduced. This is the first episode that we're introduced to jellyfishing. Uh, oh, no, it's not. Because you know what? We see... Um, yeah. Sp- yep, SpongeBob is doing it in Tea at the Tree Dome. Uh, but this is the first right. time that we yep. get, um, you know, them actually down at Jellyfish Fields. So Squidward is not really having fun at all. Uh, and SpongeBob and, and Patrick are trying to teach him how to to hold the net and do all this stuff. And this is the uh, this is another quotable part where Patrick is trying to teach him how to hold the net and SpongeBob is, or uh, excuse me, Squidward is bandaged up from his accident and Patrick keeps telling him to firmly grasp the net, which he can't do. Firmly grasp it. <laughs> and so Patrick ends up... <laughs> Literally, Patrick ends up jamming the 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 jellyfish net into Squidward's like hand. Firmly grasp it in your hand. Firmly grasp it. Firmly grasp it. That ought to do it. Um. Yes. Which is not how bandages work. <laughs> it's not how bandages work. And, like, Patrick is actually uh, a psychopath. Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely a psychopath after that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, Squibber, yeah, Squibber gets stung by a jellyfish, and he goes after it, and <laughs> he actually manages to catch the jellyfish. Which angers this huge, like, queen mother jellyfish or whatever, who stings the hell out of Squidward uh, in a moment that almost makes you feel bad for him just because he's gone through so much in such a short period of time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so later on, SpongeBob and Patrick are outside of, outside of Squidward's house when he comes back to the hospital from the hospital, rolling down the street in a bed. Uh, attached to an IV that has green liquid in it. And Squibber's obviously pissed at both of them. Uh, but they give him a gift, which is the jellyfish that he caught, the original one. And uh, because he's so mad, he opens the jar and lets it attack SpongeBob and Squidward. And as he's laughing at their pain, the giant jellyfish comes back up and stings him again. Uh, Squidward is basically charred at this point. And, um, yeah, he, oh, he says, ow, at the end. <laughs> ow. And that's how the, the segment ends. <laughs> uh, thoughts? Yeah, I want to reiterate what you said when you said you kind of almost feel bad for Squidward. Like, the entire episode, he's just going through all this, like, Patrick putting a net through his hand, getting stung by a jellyfish. But then at the way end, you realize, ah, he's just being a big jerk. And you're like, ah, I shouldn't feel bad. But at the same (laughs) time, you do. So, Tyler? Uh, Yeah, Uh, the... The 
the one thing that I wanted to point out was actually at the beginning of the episode when, or no, it's not the beginning of the episode. It's when SpongeBob calls Patrick to tell him that Squidward's coming back. The backgrounds in their house yes. are like the classic <laughs> backgrounds that we see for the rest of the series. And even like the wheelchairs and stuff like that, they are like the Hawaiian themed things that I feel like we're finally getting for the first time in SpongeBob. I agree. Uh, I really like this, this segment. I really, it's really funny. It has a lot of movement. Uh, and this is, I feel like, as we get more into season one, I feel like there are certain episodes that are kind of more filler. And that's honestly what I thought this was go going to be like, but actually going back and watching it, yeah, it really is funny and it has a lot of good moments. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Yeah. And we yeah. see the glasses again, which you, I know you and I are very pro. <laughs> those giant black thick-rimmed glasses. The huge <laughs> SpongeBob nerd glasses that he... Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think Patrick also has a pair of those that he breaks out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he does. Maybe they got like a special deal or something. Yeah, it's like a small <laughs> detail endorsed. that I've never thought about until rewatching. Just uh, yeah, it um, there are so many details that that I feel like I missed watching these um, you know, over the years, just sort of having them on as background noise. But now that you're, I'm sort of watching them to study. There is just a lot of stuff that uh, that you notice. Um, oh, this, so this is a piece of trivia from SpongePedia, which really, if you listen to last episode, um. It's kind of like Wikipedia, I guess, where anyone could edit it. So some of this shit just could not be. <laughs> but we're going to... And we, we have time to kill. The time. <laughs> <laughs> we have time to kill. So we're just going to discuss whether these are, are true or not. Um, it, in this episode, Squidward does not know Patrick's name. This would mean that, chronologically... <laughs> this is so stupid. This would mean that, chronologically, this would be one of the series' earliest episodes... However, Patrick mentions Christmas, which is not learned about until Christmas Who in season two. And in that episode, true. Squidward knows Patrick's name. Jeez, that's true. <laughs> that's... Maybe, maybe there's like multiple timelines or something. <laughs> I think that's the, the explanation. I think you've hit on to something. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. Yeah. Um... Also, this is the only time Squidward's nose makes a sound when he laughs. Did it? I, what I'm trying to made? think. Maybe when know. he's laughing and it like inflates and deflates. I think so. If he, I'll oh. insert the clip here if I go back and and find it. But I am. I think that I that you're right, Andrew. I'm just trying to remember what it actually sounds like. Um. Yeah. But sure. Speaking of speaking of funny audio things, again we go to the music in like every episode, but the the la 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 when they're jellyfishing yep. is also very funny. A great moment. There's just so many funny audio things in in SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love how they added that song, that classical song, to that tone of their singing in the middle yes. of it. And that's the first time I ever heard that <laughs> song in my life. 
<laughs> it, was, it absolutely I, I'm sure it is too it, when this aired was the, oh, the yeah. first time I heard that because that's the thing Spongebob really does um, and I think a lot of car- this can be said for a lot of cartoons but they really be- cartoons uh, tend to parody things and a lot more than live action shows I feel like and so they can or, or just make a lot of references um, so when you're a kid watching that your entire cultural, I don't know, repertoire is basically pulling from things that you watch on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel or whatever, PBS. Yes. And so it is funny that they sneak in all of these, uh, like these pop culture references or just these cultural touchstones that makes that, you know, really uh, make sense once you get older and learn about things. Yeah, it's like it's worth rewatching it again because you you start to understand what all of these things are like that, you know, like the and and like Tiny Tim who shows up again and you know in multiple episodes like that right. kind of stuff yeah. kids would never understand like the the full like comedic you know humor behind all those things um, that an adult would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I uh, this page was taking a little time to load this IMDb page. Uh, oh, so I forgot to mention. So I forgot to mention that uh, the episode was written by Steve, or the segment Jellyfishing was written by Steve Fonte, Chris Mitchell, Peter Burns, and Tim Hill. Anyway, uh, anyone have anything else to say about this before we move on to jellyfishing, or, or to plankton? I'm sorry. I think we I, uh, we covered all of my notes. Is is all I'm going to say. Mine too. Mine three, so. All right. Now we're talking about Plankton, which was written by Ennio... Oh, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Ennio (laughs) Torrezan, Eric Wise, and Mr. Lawrence. Uh, Who is the voice of Plankton? That is correct. Yep. Hmm. Mr. Doug Lawrence. (laughs) Who is the voice? Which is weird. He goes by Mr. Lawrence. Uh, yeah it's it's odd i don't know but anyway yeah so the episode opens up at the crusty crab and uh spongebob is cooking orders and squidward's getting very impatient with him because spongebob's doing a lot of like fumfering around and and um this this scene sticks in my mind so much because i remember as a kid i have this weird thing with like my eye things touching my eyes or my nose like i don't use nasal spray i hate eye drops and when spongebob takes that mustard and like squirts it in the air and then opens his eye and catches the mustard in his eye it always made me cringe as a kid i hate it and even watching it for this i was like oh my god i hate this yeah no i i actually have the same thing that's that's really funny because it did it made me cringe again even now when i when i watched it Especially thinking about how getting mustard in your eye would, like, burn. Like, it would feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the worst liquids, probably, to get into your eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, and then Spongebob also does the, like, oh, the patties under your nose thing to Squidward. Um, and this also, I feel like just going back to, for a second, 
when SpongeBob is putting all of the ingredients inside of his body. This is really like the first time that we establish that the Krusty Krab is, like I said in the about um, when we were talking about Help Wanted, like the actual building itself is disgusting. But this is like the first time <laughs> when we establish that eating there is gross yeah. because there's no like regulations for for like sanitary regulations or any type of of course responsibility being of taken course. when it comes to cleanliness. Cleanliness. Yeah. 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 Well, is the is the health inspector is that in the first three seasons episode? It is. So we will get to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so there is some kind of regulation, but clearly does not come around very often. No, and clearly, <laughs> as we will, you know, spoiler alert, but once we get to that, that Health Inspector <laughs> episode, there's not too much uh, responsibility being taken on the Health Inspector's part. I, I, I love that they're speaking in French accents again in the, in the beginning. Of, it's, like, it's like the writers just love... French accents, or I don't know if that's like something that they just like riff in the in the booth or something, because they just some some part of this show absolutely loves French accents. I yes, they. Do. I have to wonder if, like, and this is um, baseless, but I just like spitballing. I have to wonder if Bikini Bottom is located in the ocean somewhere <laughs> near France or like a French speaking country because they do make yes. so many yeah. French references and obviously French narrator and just the uh and I had the same note about Spongebob speaking French because he's speaking horrible French and as someone who took French in high school <laughs> I pride myself <laughs> being a snob about it for no reason <laughs> yeah he just like puts like lay in front of english words yeah he says monsieur yeah. monsieur what it's monsieur like uh you know there's a lot happening but anyway so spongebob makes this crabby patty and it starts to move and makes its way toward the front exit um mr Krabs steps on the crabby patty and then pulls plankton out of it and uh they have like a little exchange and then uh I f does uh crabs flick him back into the the chum bucket no he throws him in a flying saucer uh, oh yeah yep yep you're right so anyway crabs explains uh to spongebob that plankton is his competitor or nemesis and then he's been trying to steal the Krabby Patty secret formula for years. Uh, first mention of the Krabby Patty secret formula, because I don't think it comes up in the first episode, that there is an actual, that it's a yeah. big secret thing, what goes into the sandwich. Later on, the Krusty Krab closes, and as SpongeBob is going home, Plankton tries to convince him that they're friends, uh, even though they met briefly earlier that afternoon. And... Uh, Plankton tells him that his birthday is coming up and uh, that he should give SpongeBob a, or that he should give Plankton a Krabby Patty as a gift. Uh, SpongeBob refuses and runs back say. home, but Plankton promises um, that SpongeBob will hand deliver a Krabby Patty to him. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that interaction made me laugh so much 
There yes. were so many funny quotes in that, like the the we're both invertebrates, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> and the booster seat hot dog. Like those two lines made me actually audibly laugh as a 22 year old person. <laughs> oh, I had the booster seat line written down in my notes too. It's so uh, it's, yeah. His delivery of that is really good. It's a gift, a gift from a friend. Friends give each other gifts, and tomorrow is my birthday. And you know what I'd like more than anything in the whole wide world? A booster seat? Booster seat, hot dog. I mean, no. And it's so sincere. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So SpongeBob's home, uh, he heads to sleep, and Plankton sneaks into his house and attaches a mind control device to SpongeBob's brain which is not attached to anything inside SpongeBob's body. It's rolling around, which is funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he begins to control SpongeBob's every move and you know, he breaks through all of the walls. There's a really funny part when SpongeBob is uh when he's walking through he walks through his kitchen and through the fridge and right before he does that he says it's time for a well-balanced breakfast, and then he breaks through the fridge, and the, he's balancing the milk and eggs on his head. Just the yes. writers think very clever. <laughs> so much funny stuff, yeah. Um, so eventually they, they get back to the Krusty Krab. Plankton forces SpongeBob to get a Krabby Patty, and then they make their way back to the Chum Bucket. Uh, another funny part, another clever part where... Plankton says, um, like, welcome to the chum bucket. This is my lab with the huge screen yes. showing the dog. <laughs> and this is my yeah. laboratory. Um, yes. Brace yourself, SpongeBob. This is my lab. <laughs> and this is my laboratory. You can tell they had so much fun writing this episode. Yeah. There's so many good quotes. I mean, I'll, I'll put down my list at the end because there's a lot of them. Um, but yeah, there's it, there's so many fun things. Uh, so according to IMDb, uh, this dog is played by Alex the Golden Retriever, um, <laughs> who has an IMDb page. But when I visited it, this was his only credit. So, oh, I know he didn't really he make it. More work. He does. He could have been in like one of the Airbud movies or something. I don't know. <laughs> that is on ESPN as we speak. <laughs> no, it's wait. Airbud is on ESPN. Yes, it is. That is hilarious. So we're we're dating this as as people. If people are watching Airbud as we record this, yeah, that is hilarious that you just happened to bring that up. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> they need sports to come back so badly. I was thinking about that the other day when I was in an Uber and it was uh, they had on like it was either WIP or the Fanatic one of the sports channels one of the sports stations in Philadelphia and I was like what the hell are they talking about on here all day now like it's just talk radio at this point but like like, what are they what is going on in these stations anyway I digress um so they get to the Krabby Patty, or the Krabby Patty, they get to the Chum Bucket, and um, Plankton starts to demonstrate uh, 
his computer, which is Karen, his wife. Um, yes. Don't think is she mentioned by name? Not this episode, but I didn't. I never realized wow. this was like yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's... but but she... go ahead. She, she is still voiced by the same voice actor because I was wondering that it yeah. is it is Jill Taylor who is is the uh, wife of Tom Kenny, which I did not know until oh, wow. I looked it up. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it it is the same voice actor because it did sound a little different. But but yeah, it's still it's still her. So it is definitely Karen, even though they don't mention her name. Um. So. Uh... Plankton's showing off this computer, which can display the ingredients of whatever he puts into, like, this funnel bowl device or whatever. And he drops a piece of seaweed into the machine. (laughs) (laughs) This might be my favorite part. And as a kid, I just always found this funny, even when I was super young. But (laughs) Karen says um, that the piece of seaweed... it is that is an incredible line that's great before plankton can force spongebob to drop the krabby patty and spongebob begins this whole like monologue about how great krabby patties are and and how tasty it is and all this and plankton begins like basically salivating leaps onto the sandwich bounces off of the Krabby Patty and falls into the bowl. And then Karen displays Plankton's ingredients, which are 1% evil, 99% hot gas. <laughs> In like her super Midwestern, uh, you know, <laughs> accent. Plankton, 1% evil, 99% hot gas. <laughs> SpongeBob's basically able to escape because Plankton doesn't have control of his brain anymore. And uh, that's the end. Thoughts, Andrew? Um, well, first of all, goes to show how evil Plankton is because he just pretty much possessed SpongeBob the entire episode, which I was always like, as a kid, I was like, that is, that's weird. But um, overall, I, th- with this and the last one, I, it just, the all the like small witty humors that they do in the episode is just what makes it great. And I think it really stood out in this episode, especially with just as you said, the well balanced breakfast. Um <laughs> just everything. Yeah. So Tyler. Yeah, I mean I agree. When when we wrapped last week, I remember looking at these two episodes and being like, Oh, I don't I don't even really remember these that well. And then I watched Plankton, and it is incredible. This is, I feel like, that the first episode where they really, like, put in some, like, references and, and really laid on the references uh, for that only people, you know, that are watching it with their kids or whatever would get. There's, like, a, I, there's a whole list of them. Like, the, the he calls it his very elaborate and college-educated plan. I thought that yes. was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> that is so he, funny. He says... It's so funny. He says, shut your mouth, you mediocre clarinet player in like the super, super evil voice, which again is perfect. And, and when they, when they walk through the chum bucket, SpongeBob says, there's no one here. And he goes, don't remind me. It's just so many funny things. And, and the weird, like 
SpongeBob's speech about the Krabby Patty and like plankton drooling is just like so weird and like sensual mm-hmm. that like again it's like layered and and uh, almost adult in in uh yeah and it, there's just so many of those in this episode it's it's incredible mm-hmm. and you brought up a great point about the when he <laughs> so when they leave SpongeBob's pineapple and they're just crashing through different walls when Plankton's possessing SpongeBob. They uh they crash into Squidward's bedroom, and he says the thing about you know, mediocre clarinet player. Uh, first of all, is SpongeBob <laughs> is Squidward's bedroom always on the first floor of his house? Because no. I also wondered that. <laughs> yes, I was yeah. also wondering that. That because was. I feel like yeah. in later episodes, yeah, it is on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also, as they're le- <laughs> as they're leaving Squibbert's place, he literally faints. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, some trivia from Spongepedia. Uh, according to whoever wrote this, SpongeBob's laugh is very different in this episode, as Tom Kenny was still trying to figure out how it should sound. Yeah. Okay. I wrote that down as well. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that as well. I thought I was going crazy, but it is definitely distinctly different. It is. Mm-hmm. I did remember hearing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just reading this for the first time. SpongeBob's line to Plankton when he <laughs> is in his brain, leave my brain alone, has become a staple on t shirts and in pop culture for <laughs> media manipulation. What does that mean? It has. <laughs> Since when? I don't know. I've, I've never, never seen that before. Ever. Awesome. <laughs> uh, when SpongeBob is walking toward his pants, the tie is red, but when the pants are just under his nose, it is black. Hmm. Really? I would have to go back and watch that. Definitely didn't notice that. Uh, oh, the thing yeah. about Squidward's bedroom, we just said that. Um, yeah, in addition to oh, he also breaks through um Patrick's rock. <laughs> so, in addition, this yes. episode depicted Patrick's rock as hollow and that Patrick slept in the rock rather than under it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, again, little things they're still figuring it out, you know. According to commentary on this complete first season DVD, which I used to own. Uh, but I have no idea where that is now. There is a deleted scene <laughs> Squidward is naked. Wow, wow. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. What was, yeah, what was the... We had a... There was another uh, naked scene. Was it last episode? Where we pointed out that it was the first naked scene in SpongeBob? Uh, I think yes. it might have... Was it Ripped Pants or was it... It's something... A- it's at the end of ripped pants. SpongeBob's uh, underwear is, is ripped off. Yes. At the end. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of nudity happening in season one. I guess they said they couldn't do this like <laughs> twice in a row with the nudity, so they had to cut that scene. Yeah. But... Huh. Yeah. It's a shame. Um. <laughs> well, yeah. So I think my overall thoughts for for plankton are it's a i really was pleasantly surprised by how many jokes per minute like it just felt like it was very um 
fast paced and the writing was super sharp in this episode. The I feel like this is the first episode, at least where I've noticed, where they're starting to get into more of a a pattern of of joke writing. There just are more jokes and and like they're clever. Yes. They're they're yeah. more like sight gags and just different things um, that don't necessarily add to the telling of the narrative of whatever the the story is for that episode, but they just make you laugh. And of course it's a comedy. So that's what you want. That's what they want to accomplish. Yeah, uh, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Do either of you have anything else to, to add about these, uh, about jellyfishing and plankton? Um, Actually for jellyfishing, <clears throat> one thing I noticed that I really like what they did was they had a lot of, scenes that were like off-screen humor like at the way beginning they had them jellyfishing they went off screen but you could hear everything but you couldn't see it until like you saw them running and there's a jellyfish going after them or like when squidward was biking and he's down the cliff and you can still hear him and then like an explosion (laughs) goes off like stuff like that was like really clever so and the the silhouette go ahead tyler no, I was just going to say that explosion, I think, is used over and over again. Like that exact same like <laughs> art form of that explosion. Yes. <laughs> and the the moment when Squidward is riding his bike and he's, there's like a great, uh, it's like matched action almost happening with the jellyfish and, and Squidward as they're about to run into each other. Yes. Where it's like the sound of Squidward's laugh and the sound of the jellyfish buzzing mm-hmm. are um, like right. just par- paralleling each other. And it's really funny. And it just, you know, obviously comes to a fever pitch as they slam into each other. Mm-hmm. And the silhouette of, of, of Squidward falling down the cliff is the other thing I wanted to mention because it's like, he just looks like a squiggle, like a, <laughs> a weird shape falling down the way they chose to animate. That was really funny. <laughs> Yeah, again, it's it's like they were experimenting with things. Like, they, they were trying things out early on, because that's, like, an art style that, like, you never see again, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Well, uh, I think that about wraps up our discussion of of these, of this episode for today. Um, anything else either of you want to say before we uh, wrap up? Are we going to continue our ranking? You know what? You're right. We, uh, yes, we are going to continue <laughs> our ranking. Um, would you like to go first? Um, sure. Well, I, last week, said Ripped Pants, I thought, was going to be my favorite episode. As a right. child, that's what I remember my favorite episode being. Um, I think it's immediately being overtaken by Plankton. I laughed so much during Plankton that I think right now I have to have it as my number one. Jellyfishing, I would still put after Ripped Pants, but but Plankton was so made me laugh so many times. Um, I have to agree with you. I think that Plankton is also now at the top of my list uh, because it, like I said, the jokes, the 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 smartness of the yes. writing this episode it's so, there are just so many witty things like andrew said that they sneak into this ep- 
at this episode. So I, uh, yeah, I agree. Plankton's definitely at the top of my list now. All right. Well, I want to thank Andrew Makita for uh, joining us this week here on Every 11 Minutes. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was an honor Woo. to be a part of such an amazing podcast, and it was super <laughs> nostalgic to watch this episode again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, please come back. And next episode, <laughs> next episode, we are talking about uh, episode four of season one, which includes Naughty Nautical Neighbors, which is the episode where Squidward tries to uh, break up SpongeBob and Patrick's friendship. Uh. And, <laughs> and Boating School, which is the first episode uh, yes. with nice. Mrs. Puff. Yeah, of course. So uh, a lot of fun to be had next episode. Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Until then, though, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see ya. Bye. Bye. See ya.